Yeah, g'day, mate. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now, though, it's time for sports. Scott's here. After muddy, eh, Scott? How are we doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, our first story today uh, is quite a historic one, and we're looking at Major League Baseball now. Uh, Juan Soto, the uh, Washington National star, rejected a 15-year, $440 million contract Jeepers, creepers. for not being enough money. Um, oh, it would only put gross. him as the... The deal would only put him as the, with an average salary, I think, in the range of uh, $27 million, which he determined was not enough. Would only put him as the 20th highest paid star in MLB. So uh, the Nationals are believed to be shopping him around to other teams. The Nationals, in the minutes of... Uh, they currently have the worst record in baseball. And they've had a really helter-skelter time with uh, how to handle this kind of rebuilding phase. Of course, they won in 2019. Mm-hmm. And a lot of their core kind of... They re-signed their star pitcher, Stephen Strasburg, but also let another star pitcher, Max Scherzer, walk in free agency. Same deal. They were trying to re-sign Juan Soto, but a couple of years ago they let Anthony Rendon walk in free agency. So it's really kind of hard to tell what they're doing long-term, who's being signed. However, mm-hmm. Juan Soto uh, has hit 100 home runs in his career. He's the eighth youngest player to do so. He's 20. Um, that is the most incredible thing about him, and he's only one of four players to have made all of the ML, all MLB teams. It's only a new thing they've had the all MLB team for the last three years. He's made all three. He's only 23 years old, and uh, this wow. deal, while mammoth and long, would actually only sign him through his age 38 season, which is for baseball players quite a respectable deal in terms of that age 38 season. Probably about when they start to decline. Yeah. Um, uh, his landing destinations have not been set yet, however, because of the high value of the uh, suspected contract, there's only a few destinations he could go to. So unfortunately, the uh, thrifty teams like the Rays, the A's, and my beloved Marlins are all but out uh, if they're not willing to pay the money. Yeah. Um, and while it sucks, it is very likely we will see him in a Dodgers or a Yankees uniform just because they have the payroll to actually be able to sign him long term. Um, another news, the MLB draft is today, and I thought this would be a great time to actually explain how the MLB draft is a bit different from other sports, because it's actually a less exciting affair than most drafts, really? and that's because Why? most prospects won't actually appear in the Major League Baseball for two to four years, okay. unlike the NFL, NBA, so where they're going to triple A ball and stuff. Yeah, that, that, if, if that, some of these guys will come out of the draft into single A, kind of very, very low yeah. rookie ball. I believe there's a triple A team in Dunedin in Florida. Yes, uh, they were high A for a while, but yes, they are. Dunedin, the Dunedin Blue Jays, they yeah. used to be. The Dunedin, Florida. There's also a Melbourne, Florida, and a Naples, Florida. Yes. Uh, Florida, the place of kidnapping uh, different town names. That's right. But f- to put that in perspective, like, if we look at the N- NFL draft, a lot, of the, a lot of those guys were picked in the first round, made their debut that year. Same with the NBA draft. Yeah. Same, um, not quite the same with the NHL draft. You're normally some of the top five guys. Only four players from the 2020 draft have made their Major League ba- Baseball debut. Nobody from the 2021 draft. And so this is the kind of thing that the only those really early guys, and all those guys were, were college pitchers coming out of college, and you can actually come out of high school in the MLB draft. Yeah. So these guys don't appear for sometimes as much as six years, if ever. MLB draft one of the lowest hit rates for people who actually go into success in the Major Leagues. Now, as you just said before, um, taken through to the 38 mm. years of age, and that's when players start to decline. Is mm. that because there's so much longevity in baseball? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. You, you, would, you would kind of... Juan Soto made his debut at 19, which was super unusual in baseball. Um, and he actually came through. He didn't come through the draft. He was signed internationally from the Dominican Republic. Um, but a lot of guys, Jake Cronenworth, for example, is a bit of a star now on the San Diego Padres. He didn't make his debut until 27. Yeah. And that means that he doesn't actually hit free agency for the first time until 32. And this is the kind of thing of pe- pe- baseball players hit their peak late. And that's yeah. kind of what we're seeing now. And that actually brings me on to, because um, 
Wednesday, New Zealand time, is the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game. And uh, this is the first year they're having what they call legacy selections, where the guys who are probably about to retire, or in the next two years will retire, they get one selection each. So the National League will have uh, um, Albert Pujols, the long-time uh, stalwart. He's 41 now. And uh, Miguel Cabrera on the AL will come from Detroit. Now, he is, I think, 39, but he is also having a very good season, and he is the only thing keeping Detroit even slightly relevant. So he is probably a more legitimate selection than, say, a Pujols, who is kind of in his last All-Star season because he's 41. Um, there's rumours that might say he actually lied about his age. He might be 43. Uh-huh. This is it for him. You know, yeah. this is, this is, this is, this is his last season. Um, Likely to start, because of course they actually haven't announced who will be the starting pitcher. The li- likely to start, I think, in the National League is either Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers legend, uh, having a very good season, just come off a very near-perfect game just last week, or Marlins ace Sandy Alcantara, who is having a Cy Young season. I hope he gets a Cy Young this year. Uh, in the American League, I wrote down last night that Shane McClanahan or Justin Verlander are likely to start, but Verlander is out with injury, so mm-hmm. I would say it is a safe bet that Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays will be on the mound to start the game. Um, and in that last kind of bit of all-star news, William Contreras of the Braves will start at designated hitter because Bryce Harper is injured. And he and his brother Wilson, uh, who's the starter for the catch, uh, starting catcher for the uh, all-star team, were the first pair of brothers to start the all-star game since 1992. Quite a sweet little family story there. Nice, nice. And, is, uh, and just to finish off baseball, sorry, I've just got the last notes here. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have rattled off 13 straight wins um, to uh, kind of put them back into the AL playoff race. While in the AL East, there is not a single team with a losing record. All five teams in the AL wow. East have at least a 500-ball record. Uh, the AL, the Baltimore Orioles bring out the rear there with 46 and 45 record going into July. Yes, whatever that means. Um, stats is what it's all about. It is. It is a game of stats, baseball. Uh, yeah, Very much so. That's right. I, lo- I do love Moneyball. Great film. Yes. yes. An inspirational story and the way that teams are still being run today, really. It's kind of how the Rays have run themselves the last few years. Low yep. payroll, they keep it low, and they're always one step ahead of everybody else. Yeah, that's, and that's incredible. That's way to be. Hey, um, there was rugby in the weekend. Yes, uh, going was. back to Aotearoa, New Zealand, of course, um, with the All Blacks taking on Ireland uh, and losing that game. Always looked like losing that game. Incredible first up game uh, in that series, uh, and I think Ireland yes. was kind of rattled a little bit to losing that midweek game earlier, uh, even though that was in the full strength side, yeah. uh, and probably overawed by the occasion of being in Aotearoa, having that haka Eden Park. Um, but my God, in the weekend they played brilliantly. Yes, they did. Their game plan was executed to a T. Uh, they disrupted the lineout ball. Their scrum dominated our scrum. Uh, they were so quick to the breakdown, and their um, their rush defence uh, was was awesome. It yes. was amazing all over the park. And but the All Blacks, their game plan was never changed. Once again, they didn't have an answer. They couldn't switch up. They were just running through the middle the whole time. You hardly saw the ball coming out wide. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and when it did, it was slow. Um, you know, even Aaron Smith had an off game, throwing to the back shoulder a lot, so there wasn't any forward momentum going in. Um, you know, hardly a line break. It was just a shoddy performance. But yes, but Ireland was just outstanding. They were hungry. I think I think that's what it, what it comes down to a lot of times. That they were hungry. They wanted they they wanted the win far far more than I think any of our guys wanted the win. And it's it is sad to say, obviously, you know, as a New Zealand dog, significant amount of natural, national pride, but. Ireland wanted it, and they got it. They and I, think, and I think that's 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 the only thing we can really look at, you know. A lot of cynicism in places like the Herald and uh, 
other other ah, news sources about it. But yeah. it's ultimately Ireland wanted to win. I, yeah, Ireland were amazing. I, I don't think we should feel bad about this as a nation, and I think it's something that we need going into next year's World Cup. Yeah, we're not invincible. We can't see ourselves as invincible, and we can't be one-dimensional as we were during the during that game and the game before that. Um, and we haven't been in the past. And, you know, and sorry to say, and I, I don't, you know, being a uh, EPL fan, mm. I, uh, I have sat through and watched coaches get fired all the time, and I'm not really into that. Yeah. Um, but it might be time for heads to roll at the All Blacks because it is looking too one-dimensional. Um, whether it be the head coach or the assistant coaches, you know, if it's the forwards coach, the back coach, I don't know. Uh, and same, and and Sam Kane. And his press, well, not the press conference, but his talking after the game. And of course, he's really disappointed, mm. but I found it slightly pathetic. Uh, <laughs> sad to say. Sad to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's up. But hey, but New Zealand did beat Ireland somewhere else in the cricket. And I, um, and I know it's Ireland in the cricket, but man, the last game of that series, every game of that series has been incredible. But f- for them to score, f- there were 719 runs scored. And that game of cricket. That's a lot. And that once again, it's the second game to come down to the last ball. And that's what you want. And that is that, a, that's a good series. That is a good incredible. series. Yeah. It's incre- it was incredible stuff. Uh, we didn't have our strongest team, of course, but still, uh, Ireland are a minnow side, even though they have official um, status now. Um, so, yeah, it would have been disappointing to lose those. But we did beat Ireland somewhere, and it was in the cricket, and we should. It counts. It counts. It, count. it does count. Um, Warriors suck. Yeah, but that's that's. I've I've made my peace with that. You've made your peace with as, that. As I think a lot of New Zealanders have. I think we've we've made our peace with that. Um, I didn't I didn't catch the game myself this week, but I I, I heard the result afterwards, and I just I. It's it's fine, you know. We've we've <laughs> expectations have been set, you yeah. know, and and. I think certainly a lot of Warriors fans who started the year with the traditional, you know, this is our year, have reset their expectations to next year. And I think the overwhelming thing is is when it feels like we're taking steps in certain departments, steps are being taken backwards in other departments, and it's so that any kind of sense of forward momentum is immediately cut back by backwards momentum in other areas. Yeah. And it's this game of catch-up. It's this game of catch-up where, you know, if if it's our ball handling one game and suddenly it's good the next game, then it, then it's just stupid errors, you know, and, and, and it, it's it's Yeah. You can't you can't really do much about that. Well, you can do much about that. But it's not. I'm not the decision maker, and that's yeah. and that's that's what it comes down to, isn't it? That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, and just quickly, Zoe Hobbs breaking her own New Zealand sprint um, uh, hundred meter time um, to make it through to the semi-finals yes. uh, at the World Champs, uh, clocking in at eleven point zero eight seconds. That's which fast. Is, uh, that is, that's fast. That is so fast. Uh, and not just her, but Eddie. Um, and I can't sorry I can't pronounce his last name but he broke his father's record um, so the fastest 100 metre time for, for men has now gone to the son of the previous holder of that record uh, wow. which is amazing fast he, family that's, that's, what it, that's what it tells you he got his mark down to 10.6 I believe oh. or 10.8 uh, so no New Zealander has gone under 9 but you're not far from it so maybe well, he's mm. still young so maybe one day he'll get in the magical 9 but Let's I think hope so. he ran the 63rd fastest time of the year so <laughs> oh. <laughs> so a national record incredible but still you know it's sprinting and it's not our game
Yes, that's, that, is, that is true. Uh, New Zealand's history is in the middle distance. That's right. We're pretty good at it. Um, pivoting now to the, the NFL, because it's only, only, only a couple of um, news stories this week. And I think the big story involves the uh, failure of a lot of teams to sign their franchise tag players to uh, long-term deals. And this is kind of a good time to uh, talk about, actually, what the franchise tag is. The franchise tag is a one-year contract given to players by teams who can't. They can't work out a deal, so they give them the franchise tag. And the value of the contract is tied to a league-wide determined positional value. So if you're tight end, you'll get a certain value of contract for the franchise tag, and that will change on your position. It's only for one year, and that gives you time to kind of re-sign you to a longer deal. Mm-hmm. Now, four big players kind of came up, having been franchise tagged this year. The Bengals star safety, Jesse Bates III, was quite integral in that performance. If you watched him, he was really, really good. He got the franchise tag. They're not expected to, they weren't expected to make a deal before the deadline on Saturday this time, and they didn't. Um, same thing with the Chiefs tackle Orlando Brown and the son of former Rams tackle Orlando Brown. Um, they didn't sign a long-term deal, and neither did Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz or Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki, all guys who received the franchise tag and who were who would be wanting a long-term deal, but mm-hmm. who the teams and them can't work it out. And uh, I know that the Dolphins were, or Mike Gusecki was looking for a deal in the range of four, four years, and... Uh, of course, his value is hampered by the fact that he's a very good catching tight end and one of the worst blocking tight ends around. <laughs> but that's not why you've got him. Uh, however, there is one other story we'll talk about, of course, tabloid journalism. It sucks, but that story about Zach Wilson, I don't know if you've heard this one. No. Uh, it's, it's quite an unfortunate one that it's being reported, but uh, the respectful young man from Utah, the former BYU graduate, respectful young man, um, him and his girl, ex-girlfriend broke up and allegedly he moved on with his mum's best friend and this is the you know it's a, I did see that actually. you know it's a slow day in the new story of the NFL when it's, when it's a story like this about Zach Wilson however Jets quarterbacks who have this kind of scandalous sort of energy very Joe Namath and the last time the Jets had any kind of Super Bowl success was under Joe Namath so does this bode well for the Jets I would, I would actually wager so. I know he's gone up in MVP odds since this story has gone out, and I'm not really sure if it's because of there hasn't been much in terms of mini camps. So I would imagine that people are just going, "Well, that's that's shades of Namath right there." And I would, I would, would I happen to agree? I would call this story tabloid trash. That's what I'd say. Well, Joe's one of the greatest of all times. He absolutely is. Um, pivoting now to the NHL because uh, same kind of thing. It's free agency time in the NHL, and we have seen some some wild, wild moves. And I and uh, I'll bring us off with. Vegas, this was a shocking move for them. They kind of suffered a lot. The Vegas Golden Knights suffered in their trade. They, they got rid of uh, Max Pacioretty to the Carolina Hurricanes, basically for the cap space. Always grim. They didn't get much back at all. I, don't, I think they got... Um, actually, I don't think they got much back at all in terms of they got like minimal draft picks. It was really just to get them off the books because they have so little cap room mm-hmm. uh, to re-sign Riley Smith. Now, Riley Smith's a good spot for signing, and he's also far younger than Max Pacioretty. But it's not a good sign when a team is having to get rid of guys to re-sign other guys. Yeah. It's, it's, especially because both Tampa Bay and Colorado, uh, of course the Stanley Cup competitors this last year, signed quite large details to bring back integral parts of their core. Now actually pivoting from that because there were a couple of quite large deals that got signed, including Darcy Kemper, starting um, goalie of the Colorado Avalanche, who is now being paid $25 million, uh, over over five years, I think or just, just over that mark, to play for the Capitals. And Johnny Gaudreau, uh, who is now being paid almost $10 million a year for the next seven years to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, interesting to see Never how that. Never heard of that team. No, they they uh, he talked in a press conference about how they have a, they have a cannon they use whenever they score a goal, and how he was originally scared of the cannon, but apparently he's uh, facing his fears and is going to learn to love the cannon. <laughs> the big deal that I think is quite underrated 
is the Seattle Kraken. Of course, you know, this is their second year as a franchise now. Unlike the Golden Knights a few years ago, their first, fran- their first year as a franchise was not a success. They kind of finished towards the very bottom of the league. They made the signing of Andre Burakovsky of the um, uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado Avalanche. And they signed him to a five-year deal with a total value of $27.5 million. Now, he's not a top-line guy. He's not your number one scoring option. But he came off a 60-point season last year, 60 points in 80 games. That's relatively good, 0.75, you know, 0.75 a point a game. is relatively good. You know, second, third-line kind of guy. Not a top guy. But he also has two cups under his belt, mm-hmm. one with the Capitals and one with the Avalanche now. And so what he brings, and at 27, sorry, signed five years, 32. It's very good for a hockey player, kind of perfect age to be signing them. He brings a winner's mentality that isn't really in that locker room, I think, in a sense. Um, Mark Giordano, who was the inaugural captain, got flipped to the, the, the Maple Leafs. He's not quite a veteran. He is a veteran in terms of experience. You know, he's got two cups under his belt. But he's young enough and veteran enough to be this kind of really good long-term investment for the franchise. And I really, good really, really, really like the signing because he's someone that they can, again, they can build around, they can get stars, they can put the stars in that top line, but they've got this guy who is... Good scoring option, good assist option on that second and third line. I really, really, really like the signing. So that's that's my thoughts on that. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Hey, thank you so much, Scott. A pleasure. Always happy to be here. See you again next week. Here's Phoebe Bridges. Yeah, now Seeves, that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.